to the long table. Uh, this is going to be week 16 of the NFL season. I'm your host, Gin and Tonic. This is the long table on Dogs by Nature. And with me is my good buddy, Fourth. Welcome aboard. Hey, I do. I am doing well. Uh, nice win for the Browns last weekend. Um, and we got the Bengals this week. We uh, are welcoming Hugh Jackson back to Cleveland. Uh I think he's going to be met with a chorus of boos, uh, well-deserved. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Well, it's uh, I don't think that I've been this uh, amped up for a game in forever. Uh, first energy is going to be packed to the brim. Uh, the bongos are coming in. Hugh is coming in. Um, you know, we... We probably won't be in in the playoffs. Uh, the chances are really slim, but uh, I would say we we are still riding high because we haven't been in in, in the position that we are in to, to you know to see competent football in more than ten years. So uh, I'm just I'm just pumped. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. No, I, I'm in the same boat. It'll be an interesting game. Uh, the last two games, obviously, both division games. If we can win one, we'll end up uh, three, two, and one in the division for the year. If we can win both, we'll be four, one, and one, which would be just outrageous. Our only loss would have been to – we would have swept two opponents, and our only loss would have been to the Steelers along with the tie. So, I mean, that – and, 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 and we all know that we should have won both of those games. Well, not the second one, but definitely the first one. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out and say we should have won both of those games, and we should have swept those assholes. But you know, you, you know, coulda, shoulda. But uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, the talent that we have displayed at some point since uh, we have lost the uh, ballast, so to speak. Um. It's been outstanding, and and you know, we we have mentioned the draft uh, last week, but um, I, I ever since I've uh, and I haven't been following the draft for as long as I've been following uh, the Browns. Uh, I started following uh, the draft in 2012 when we picked uh, Whedon and um, Richardson, Richardson in the yeah. first round. <laughs> So I, I can't remember a time when, because there wasn't a time when we would just go in and, you know, just whoever good guy falls to us will suffice. And, you know, just happy with whatever we get. That's that's the mentality that I have. You know, you know how, how you would, we I mean, the Browns would pick high and we would pick whoever. And then I I would always watch as as you know we would go down uh, the picks and you know every year I mean in the first two three rounds uh, even those teams that are good and pick high you know very good players would fall to them and I would always feel like it's unfair even though I mean I mean it's fair but it, it would feel unfair that you know these good teams just got better. And that's kind of the feeling that I have. Uh, I know it's very far, like four months from now, but um, uh, anyway, that's that's the way that I feel. And it's all thanks to 
the kitchen and the baker. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't disagree with anything you said. I, this, I, I would say this is the first year that I put almost zero into the draft by now. Like, I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of, I've actually watched quite a bit of college football, so I know a lot of the guys. I've had, I've had my eye on a few guys, I guess, a little bit. You know, there's a, a obviously positionally, I've, you know, I focused a little bit more on a couple of positions as opposed to overall best players. So that's something I'll probably change up at some point, but um, I'm with you. I don't, I, 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 you know, I feel like there's a ton of talent on this team. Uh, there's a lot to be positive for, and I, I've been focusing on the Browns. I know I talked about it a little last week, and um, at some point, I, I'm sure I will dive headfirst into the draft. But I'm just not there yet, and uh, that is that's really a good feeling. It's, I mean, week 16, we're all right. We're not technically eliminated from the playoffs. We just need some crazy scenario to play out. But for the most part, we're eliminated for the playoffs. And, and that's OK, because, you know, there's a good chance that this team is going to win seven games, you know, maybe eight games. And if we finish the season eight, seven and one, I mean, after the start that what, we had. What's what was your prediction uh, prior to the season? I thought maybe we'd win five games. I thought uh, five games. I thought that the best scenario was six wins. Yeah, I thought five or six was, you know, five was probably realistic. I mean, listen, a five-win increase in the NFL isn't easy to do, even if you you come from zero. Um, it just it isn't easy to do unless you're making drastic changes at very a, a few positions. You know, you need to you need to add a, a dynamic playmaker to a team that has already got a, a a good running game and a good offensive line. If you add a, a, an elite receiver or an elite tight end. Um, a guy like that can make enough mismatches where other things happen. You obviously adding an elite quarterback will do that. Um, adding an elite pass rusher or a lockdown corner will do that. I mean, it seems like we've done multiple things this year. We we added the uh, elite quarterback or the the potentially elite quarterback, a guy who's playing at an elite level already as a rookie. You know, we added um, an excellent running back. Um, we've seen improvement on the defensive line. We we've added a dynamic corner and and. It, and a guy who, for some reason, I don't know how, didn't make all pro, uh, didn't make the, uh, didn't make the Pro Bowl in Demarius Randall. I, I mean, there's a, there's a guy that should, if you watch three Browns games all season, you're like, how does this guy not make the Pro Bowl? You know, it's got a, I mean, the only benefit is that maybe it costs a little less to extend him. I mean, but there's no reason for him not to be a Pro Bowl or a high alternate. Um, he's he was phenomenal safety this year for us. So. Um, we added a lot of positional players that that made this team make that jump. You know, to go from zero to seven is amazing. To go from zero to eight, possibly eight would be even crazier, especially if, you know, eight was four, one, and one in the division. I mean, I would, you know, I mean, and not to even look back to week one, to week two, to week, uh, I guess, four, you know, to games that should have been won. Obviously, the Oakland game, the first Pittsburgh game, the New Orleans game. I mean, those are those are, I mean, not just winnable games. Those are games that we should have won. We should have beat New Orleans. We should have beat Pittsburgh week one. We absolutely should have beat the Raiders in week uh, five, I guess, or four, whatever that was. But, I mean, those are, you know, those are this team could have won yeah this this team could have won 10 games um and because i mean it's it's, it's ridiculous and you, you know you know is. what's you know what's even more ridiculous uh what this season made me realize is how difficult it is to go winless I and mean, look at we we have some truly awful 
teams this year. And one that stands out is uh, the Cardinals. And uh, they have, what, what, like three wins? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you specific... Yeah, you you could you could put a box full of cockroaches on the sideline with a headset, and they could have coached this team better than Hugh did. That's a that's a Hungarian thing. Box of cockroaches. I, I, no, I just I, I just came up with it. I okay. That's some sometimes I just uh, you know it's 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 like I don't know it's like doing doing the jazz improv thing except with. Uh, hyperbole. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, I mean, uh, go ahead. You know, sometimes, I mean, you could have just given the players. I mean, we, we already had like uh, two uh, quarterbacks, like you know, quarterback on the defense, quarterback on the offense, in a way, uh, with Schobert, and you know, they just let them call their own shit. I bet we would have won more games. Uh, than with you, it's uh, it's weird because we, I mean, the core of the team, for the most part, is still uh, 2016's team. Well, I know, I, mean, I know, no, I, mean, I, I, know I know, I know, I know, I know that a lot of key pace, key, key pieces. I wouldn't say a lot. Free safety, we have a. Uh, uh, better well, corner you... one. We have a better uh, quarterback uh, and a better running back. But um, you know, I mean, that's. I won't not go a, 2016. Not... The 2017 wasn't that much different, but the 2016 team was drastically different. Oh, sorry, it's 2018, man. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I meant okay. I meant seven. Last, last, last year's team. Look, we we've in, we improved at corner. We improved. At safety, we improved at wide receiver. We improved, I would say, drastically at quarterback and at running back. We got Miles healthy for the full year. You sure. know, I think we got good play out of Jamie Collins this year. We got nothing out of him last year. Well, he, he got injured right during the game where he played the best against the uh, uh, Lions, if yeah. you remember right. that. But overall, he was disappointing when he was on the field last year. And he had his moments this year where he was disappointing. But there's also been times where he's just been – he's been the best player on the field for us at times. So, I mean, I, you know, I think overall we've seen better play from guys. And sure, coaching I think plays a lot into that. But I also think that this is a better team, number one. And it's a team that's playing harder now than it than it played at any point over the last two years. By the way, speaking of coaches, uh, Bob Wiley – I broke his ankle. Yeah. And I just can't even imagine how. I mean, I, I don't... That, that I, can't dude does, does that, any, I can't, can't imagine he does anything that would put him in a high-risk yes, position where he would break. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, I love the guy to death. I just can't imagine how that happened. Maybe he's taking, like, ballroom dancing. Or, or you know, who knows? You know, I mean, I mean I, he, he certainly, he, certainly that is a reason. If Bob Wiley is going to break his ankle, he probably should have stretched before he, he did whatever he was doing. <laughs> Dude, um, I, I, I just worry about his health in general. You know, I don't have anything against fat people, but, um, you know, that's he, he's on the level where it's 
and he's borderline unhealthy. I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's borderline. <laughs> it is unhealthy, yeah. But so, uh, let's, let's, it's, let's let's uh, let's 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 uh, say I mean, a couple good words you, for Bob. You, you, you don't. Uh oh. Okay. Right. <laughs> let's say a couple good words for Bob. Let's hope he gets well soon. Um, oh, and, oh uh, I I misheard. I thought I thought we should say a couple of words about the sponsors or whatever. Oh no. Do we, no, do we have okay. sponsors? We probably have, right? I mean, this I is know, the flagship. This is the podcast. flagship show. You would think you would think we would have some sponsors, um, unless they want to be on some of those other shows. I mean, I, not that I, I, would I don't even know their names. That's. I mean, uh, why 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 do we even associate with them? That's a good question. It's it is a good. I mean, I guess we we, we are clearly better, right? We offer we, pretty good insight. I would say. I would say the best yeah. insight. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, it, the, we are almost jokes. never. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't really joke that much. We don't. We should joke more. Multiple languages. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, so we I think we have we we offer quite a bit, but uh, yeah, I guess maybe we'll t- we'll take a step back and uh, we'll let those sponsors get in and get their words in, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. This is the long table with G and T and Fourth. And the thing that will make them ring is the carol that you sing right within your. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat. From an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. So welcome back. Segment two, Long Table. Gin and tonic and fourth. And uh, I guess, I don't know where we left off, but let's... uh... We wanted to give give a few words of uh, uh, good wishes to uh, or well wishes to Bob Wiley. Oh, that's right, Bob Wiley. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I hope he does. You know, I mean, the offensive line has been playing much better as of late. I think that's more along the lines of the OC than it is the offensive uh, the offensive line coach. But hey, Bob, get well soon, man. Yeah, hang in there. Yeah, dude, stay off that ankle. Do some stretches. Just relax, and uh, and uh, you know, whatever. The other I, thing I would suggest, the other thing I would suggest to him is that Maserati. He might want to think about getting something a little bit higher off the ground. You know, I mean, it's got to be tough getting in and out of a Maserati at his size with a broken ankle. You would think that that would uh, that's limit a him. problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th- then again, you know, we we just mentioned that uh, he should get a bit leaner. Yeah. But- you don't really have to be that lean. If you have a Maserati. Maserati. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's a chick magnet, that thing. Let me tell you. So, uh, so I know we you know, we could do the draft talk. You want to talk about the draft? Do you want to talk about uh, the next two weeks? I don't know. What do, you, what do you want to talk about, man? Uh, I guess I want to talk about how it would be awesome to do 
um, things that we haven't done ever or in a long time. And uh, Baker has been. I mean, by the way, his his middle name is Regan, Baker Regan Mayfield. Did you know that? I did. Now I do. I did not. Is isn't that awesome? I mean, Baker I, yeah. Reagan Mayfield. I mean, if you're a conservative, I guess that's uh, to to me that's just fun. That 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 name is just fun. Baker Reagan Mayfield. I guess I look at it in English from a different perspective, but um. One of the things that we have never done is we have never swept both uh, the Ravens and the Bengals in the same season, and we can do that. Which would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. And uh, the uh, Ravens are kind of riding high right now, as as far as I can tell. I I don't really visit their forums and and subreddits or whatever. But... uh, I just really want to shit in their bowl. Yeah. I mean, it would be – how awesome would it be to knock the Ravens out of the – I mean, if they win both games, they're pretty much in. Uh, I think there's like one scenario, one or two scenarios where they wouldn't get in, but they're they're pretty much in if they went out um, as a wild card. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's going to be difficult, right? I mean, they play the Chargers, right? Tonight, yeah. But the Chargers are in a situation that's unique too because the they're odds of them- the end. They're already in. The odds of them winning the division are, are pretty. You know, I guess it, they'd have to win out, and they need Kansas City to lose a game. Um, so I don't know if they. I mean, they're gonna. They have something to play for, but the odds are that they're not going to win the division. Um, so I don't really know. You know, I mean, they're obviously going to come to that's, play. That, that's whatever. another. That's another uh, situation. Like, do you take your foot off the gas pedal? Uh, or not? I've never yeah. been a fan of it. I've, I, I, I mean, we've seen it work and we've seen it not work. Um, a few years ago, when uh, the Colts did it, and it actually cost, I believe, us a playoff shot. Yeah, um, yeah it did. They ended up getting the absolute snot beat out of them by the Jets um, in the playoffs. So, I mean, I was it the same year? I think it was. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I mean, it, it doesn't matter because I think they did it every year. They, they, that was a yeah. yeah, that was a pancake division. Well, that, that's it. They, exactly. That's the thing is if you're and we've seen that the Patriots where they haven't done it and it's it's worked it's worked out well for them. I, I mean, the Patriots have basically glid into every you know division title for the last ten years almost, and and with had almost zero resistance to any of them. So by, by week twelve, they pretty much have their playoff berth locked up and their first round bye locked up by week thirteen. So now it's you know yeah like, now now the now the teams uh, visit uh, Foxborough where it's cold as fuck, so they get another advantage and yeah. they fuck with the mics I, I think and they cheat. Well, God, I hate I hate I hate the pets. You do? Uh, I mean, I, I have. It's 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 Ravens, uh, Steelers, Patriots. That's your then, top three. That's my top three. Then Broncos and then the Bengals. See, I have I have an unhealthy hatred for the Broncos. So, like beating them last week was very was big for me. I mean, like you know, as a kid growing up, I, I hated John Elway. I hated the Broncos more than anything. I mean, more than the Steelers, because you know, like all right, division rival, but the guys that beat us in the playoffs were the Broncos. I just I, I hated Elway. He had that stupid shit eating grin on his face all the time. And you know, I mean, 
God bless him. The guy always, find, you know, he did find a way to beat us a couple of times. And he actually eventually won a couple of Super Bowls, even though he may not have been the biggest part of them, those teams winning. Um, I yeah, hated Shen- that guy. Shannon won him. Yeah, sure. I mean, he played well in one of the Super Bowls. He played really well. He won the MVP. But um, I, I hate I hate him too. So I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely hate Elway, and I definitely I definitely hate the Steelers. Uh, one of the things that I mean, obviously, it's a little bit. You might not notice it, but there's certain things that uh, you know. If you're an, an NFL fan, teams there's teams from all over in every city. So you know, obviously, I'm I'm in uh, in New York. I'm on the East Coast, and I'm a Browns fan. So there's not a lot of Browns fans here. I mean, there's a few. Obviously, you know, we got a couple of our own uh, local guys. Most people that are that are Browns fans would be transplants. But what what you'll notice is specifically guys my age, you know, and maybe slightly older. Everywhere you look, guys in their early to mid to maybe even late 40s now in every city in the country they're either Pittsburgh Steelers fans or Dallas Cowboy fans because you know that was that was it Te- guys jumped onto those two teams and everywhere you look it's they're like shit they are like like dog shit they are everywhere you look there is <laughs> Steelers fans and Cowboy fans you can't miss them um I'll say this I probably know more Steelers fans than I do Browns fans, just because they're everywhere you go, every town you go to, everyone you talk to. Same thing with the Cowboys. No matter whenever I meet a new guy, like if I meet somebody new on a train, or if I talk to somebody new at work, or a client, or whatever it is, you know, you could almost guarantee if they're r- roughly my age, they're either a Steeler fan, or, or if they're not in my situation, a Giant or a Jet fan, they're either a Steeler fan or a Cowboy fan. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, they're they're pretty much everywhere. Um, and so I would say that if I was to pick teams that I, I hate, uh, it would I, I mean, I have an unhealthy hatred for the Broncos, but I would say Ravens, Steelers, Broncos, and then uh, Cowboys would probably be really high up there for me too. Um, I, I I tolerate Giant and Jet fans. I don't really like them. Uh, I, you know, to my family, I, 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 you know, I have lots of Giant. My brother's a huge Giant fan. Um but I tolerate it. It is what it is. I mean, you know, kudos to them. If it wasn't for them, the, the Patriots would have seven Super Bowls, I guess. So I guess we have to be happy that, uh, you know, that's the, you know, that's taking care of itself. I will say that I know a lot of people hate the Patriots. I have a, um, a vested interest in rooting for the Patriots. Uh, Mrs. GNT is a massive Patriots fan. Um, it's been uh you know roller coaster ride like, two years ago was great last year not so great um so i do have a like i said a rooting interest for them i i do if we don't win and they're in it i kind of have to root for them it makes my life easier and like you know the, the saying is happy wife happy life and uh so i don't i don't hate the Man, patriots uh, it, it, that was a woman who came up with that saying i'm not telling yeah. you <laughs> I will say, um, happy, you know, nah, what was I? I that's what I, I lost my train of thought. You, you but, know what's something that I never understood about that? American movies? Go because, ahead. you know, we, we get American culture through Hollywood, right? Oh, so one of the things that, one of the things that happens in, in like uh, TV series and movies and, and stuff like that, the, there's an argument or the guy messes up or whatever and he sleeps on the couch. Yeah, like I'll be damned if I sleep on a couch in my house. <laughs> so, if, if if I had a wife and and she didn't want to sleep with me, whatever, 
I sleep in my bed in my house. You sleep. You can sleep in front of the house. I don't care. Like uh, that's 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 weird to me. Like the house is yours. Uh, I I guess I assume, especially in 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 uh, in those uh, households where there's a stay-at-home mom, you know, and and and, and the guy one dead breadwinner. Yeah, so the 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 house, I guess, should be in his name. So, well, I I, I don't I don't know why why you you people you man in the states you gotta start wearing the pants because you are getting pussy whipped over there. There's there's no what do you mean what do you mean the couch? This is my house. <laughs> so I I will say that. Uh... I don't ever really have that issue here, you know, um, but then again, you have, you know, I, I would say that, the, you know, maybe you're looking at culture from a different perspective. You got, you know, you're, you're probably not watching 2000s and 2001s or 2000 and, and, you know, the teens era culture, you know, you're not, you're not getting the same message that you would get from stuff that you would get in the nineties and the eighties. I mean, you know, that was, you know, that was the MO was the, the dumb stay at home, you know, the dumb dad who, who messed something up. And that's why he had to sleep on the couch. It was always his fault. And I mean, that was a, that was a thing for a long time. I mean, that was, you know, that was Al Bundy. That was Bill Cosby. That was, you know, that was all of those, those, those dads, they were always wrong. You know what I mean? Very rarely were they right. They were the losers. That's how it was portrayed. That was the funny thing about it. They were the ones that were always wrong or suffering or, or whatever. And that was, that was, I guess the MO of that, that, that genre of television and, and, and movies to that point, you know, to, to the next level. But I mean, I don't think it's necessarily like that. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, I guess it's, it's just, you know, that's, that's what we get. And, you know, we, we would, we, we would, we would like come out of the, uh, uh, movie theater and, and, and can you believe it? The dude just went to the couch. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, I guess sometimes, you know, there's just, it's just easier. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's why dudes do it. You know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we are deep, deep sleepers sometimes. So yeah. waking up with someone, you know, trampling on your balls or cutting them off, you know. But, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if that's the alternative, I think I'd take the couch, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if, if I knew that my wife was capable of that, you know, first things first, I wouldn't be with that type of woman. <laughs> you well, know, you, you read you read some of the stories. Uh, one of, one of the famous ones was uh, the woman cut off his husband's penis and, that, yeah. and, and threw it in the uh, the woods. Not the woods. You guys oh, had I, the I, trash I trash. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Thing. You know. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but yeah, yeah, that that's, I think that's what happened. So yeah, I mean, we are we are talking about cut off penises, so uh, you know we're gonna have to probably edit this out. <laughs> we, you mean you mean easy? Yeah, we could segue back into the Bengals because they are so they they have lost their balls. So yeah, I mean, so here's a here's a here's a dilemma with the Bengals right now is obviously that uh, Marvin Lewis is stepping away from the head coaching reins. Does he? Like, do yeah. we know that for a fact? I mean, he's. It's basically that's been the report is that he will he will look for alternative options and different positions. So he's probably gonna, uh, you know, he's probably looking or he probably has something lined up with the Bengals, and uh, and 
you know, he's probably looking to, you know, move up the ranks into the front office or into president, you know, like maybe like a, you know, president of football operations, operations kind of thing. Um, Boy, if they, ah, man, that, that would just be, I, I, I just, I just wish that the Steelers would take you. That I mean, would be, that would be magical. I mean, it's 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 i imagined it to be great for us uh great entertainment on the Bengals, but uh it 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 could be better yeah but it, it could always be better he, he he could be the uh steelers or the ravens head coach that that yeah. could be marvelous well, that's the other thing is now uh, there was a there was a moment where we thought maybe all four teams in the division might be looking at head coach coaching changes um but the Bengals have uh, the Bengals. Uh, the Ravens have come out and since said that John Harbaugh will be back next year, and they're working on an extension, which I, you know, I think is the right thing to do. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think John Harbaugh is a good coach. I think, uh, I think that sometimes teams need to move on from a guy at some point. But I don't think moving on from Harbaugh would be necessarily something that they should do. I think he's still got plenty to offer. He's a young guy. Um, I think that the team itself hasn't been really that good. I mean, you got to look at you look up and down that roster, and, and sure, there's some really good players on it, but their drafts have not been good the last few years. And you know, they're winning. I think they're winning now. I mean, people could say what they want about Lamar Jackson. Only he's playing great, but he really. I mean, they're running the ball with their quarterback. That's that's you know. I mean, that's not a long-term solution to win, but it's getting them wins now. I I still think that the team has not been. I still think the team needs a lot. Um, uh, and I think quarterback is going to be something that they're going to have to address because I'm still not sure. You know, I liked Lamar Jackson his last year in college. I thought he improved drastically as a passer. But I haven't seen it this thus far in the NFL. Everything that I've seen out of him has been him making bad throws uh, for the most part. I, sure, he's got a couple good ones here and there. But the success that he's had has basically been running the ball. And it, same thing as Josh Allen. Once in a while, he'll make a good throw. But for the most part, their success has come by running the ball. And that that's no way to sustain yourself as a quarterback in, in, in the NFL, you know, and, and I don't foresee that working long-term specifically for Jackson because he's going to have to be able to throw the ball. Um, I'll say the same thing uh, that, that Allen has to be able to throw the ball as well, but we've seen him make some crazy throws. He's got the, they both have incredible arm talent. There's no, there is no denying that. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I, I, I don't, I don't think we've seen a, an arm like uh, Allen's. Maybe since uh, Russell, I think Russell had had a had a similar arm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Allen. but but Jackson's got a phenomenal arm too. I would say those guys were one two when it came to uh, arm talent in this last draft. You know, I, and the only other guy that was that's really been even close over the last three years is is Mahomes. I mean, so those yeah. are probably one, two, and three. Um, you know, not to take anything away from some of the other guys. I, you know, obviously Sam and 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 Baker and uh, you know those guys are they. I think they offer something a little different. Even even Josh Rosen, they all offer something you know slightly different than the than the major arm. They all have good good enough arms to to be NFL quarterbacks, but they they the way that they'll find success is other ways. I would, and to tell you the truth, even though maybe Allen looks like he's projecting to play better than those couple of guys right now, it's not about what you do right now. It's about what you become. And I don't think that, 
you know, winning games by running the ball makes you a better NFL quarterback. You know, I'd rather you be out there making throws, even if they're bad throws and you learn from them. Um, one of the famous things that Peyton Manning always says is that uh, that first year when they went three and 13 and he threw, I don't know, 30 something interceptions or whatever it was, he had, he had an awful year and they were out of a lot of games. And he always says, I learned how to play good football by playing really bad football. You know, if he would have been out there, I mean, not that he's the same type of quarterback, but, but, but out there running a read option as opposed to, you know, standing in the pocket and throwing the ball against defenses or trying to read a defense and, and, uh, you know, see what the coverage was or, or to see where the blitz was coming from and, and reassign the offensive line to he, he that's all stuff yeah, you learn. You, you, you kind of got a, a differentiate between, you know, um, learning by playing bad football and just playing bad football and I, I, I would say that's that's uh that's a difficult stuff because you know if 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 uh if learning by playing bad football would be the requirement then uh you know if, if playing bad football would lead to learning then we would have we would still have like Cody Kessler or, or Kaiser starting for us. Right? So well, I, I mean I mean you know how how do you well, no, I think that, that, that steps that, on the that, evaluation of the player itself, you know, or himself. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but we have we have people getting paid a lot of money to make uh, the sort of evaluations that are, I mean, not be specific Browns, I mean, league wide, uh, who often miss uh, the same thing. I mean. Uh, who knows whether this is it for Allen and uh, Jackson or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, this could be this could be it. This this could be all they can do for whatever reason. So but but you know, Allen is still gonna be the quarterback next year and, and Jackson is still gonna be the quarterback next year unless they have like a catastrophic injury or whatever. Um but still, you know, that that could still be the the uh, ceiling of their ability. And uh, you know, how 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 do you tell uh, someone who just never uh, develops from someone like Peyton Manning who um, uh, who learned by making those mistakes? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I think a, a lot of it is just is the eye test. You know, like, I mean, we had Baker out there and when he was playing bad, when he had that stretch about four games where he wasn't playing exceptionally well, um, you know, you could still go out and see him make good NFL plays. You know, he wasn't relying on scrambling 30 yards or trying to truck stick somebody and, and you know, break the plane and get in the end zone. Like, you know, he wasn't out there running the ball 15, 20 times. He was out there making throws trying to read a defense, trying to find, you know, get the right read and hit the receiver that he was supposed to throw the ball to, you know, that's what he was out there doing. So you, you can learn from that. That's an, yeah, like, but, to me, that's an eye but, test. But, but with Jackson, the, uh, the scheme calls for him to run a ton. So it's, it's, I think, I think that the, that's, that's kind of fitting for Allen. But then again, you know, you, you you can have these these uh, 
excuses, I guess, because, you know, Adam doesn't quite have the uh, supporting cast. So, you know, with, with 11 guys on the field and with, where where the, the uh, I mean, off, with, with offense especially, the, the whole thing is uh, is is like a choreographed, like, precision thing. Timing, you know, like uh, it's 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 like an aggressive water b- ballet with a ball. You know, everything has to kind of work out perfectly. It has to be well executed uh, for it to work as the coach imagined. So this, I mean, th- that's one of the reasons why baseball is easier to evaluate because there's it's always like a duel. Well, it's a one-on-one thing as opposed yeah. to an orchestra. Yeah. And I get that, but I guess my point, my point about evaluating whether a guy is learning or if he's in the right system or the right, you want to take two good examples of guys that, and I, this might be widely unpopular, but look at guys who are put into a position where their entire success was based off of the system that they were in right now. You can see, say that Tom Brady is a product of the system and that's why he's, but that's not the case. I, I know people think that, but that's not the case. You could say the same thing about Peyton Manning, but again, that's not the case. He's the kind of guy that would find a way to beat you. But if you want to go back and look at guys who had very good starts to their career, I won't say rookie seasons because it, it actually carried over a little bit more for one of these guys. But the two guys that obviously come to mind are Robert Griffin III and Colin Kaepernick. Those guys were running a system that put them in a position to succeed. Once teams figured out exactly how to defend it, they couldn't win. They couldn't produce, right? So if you were putting a guy out there and you're just going to run him 20 times a game because that's all he can do and he can't throw the ball successfully, what do you think is going to happen? A, he's probably going to go get hurt. And B, you're not going to find another way to beat teams. First off, you need to be you can't be just a running team in the NFL anymore. It just won't it won't work. Teams score too many points. You need to be in a position to score quickly in the league. So if you're going to run the ball or or scramble for big chunks of yards and hope that, you know, that you can keep up with these teams that throw the ball 50, 40, 50 times a game, you're just not going to be able to do that. I'm not saying a running game is is totally is, you know, shouldn't be a factor, but running games obviously help quarterbacks to succeed, but if your quarterback is the guy who's doing the running because he can only succeed in a read option offense or a, um, uh, you know, he, he has to be a run-heavy quarterback because, you know, that's, that's how he does the most of his damage. You know, that's how he picks up a bunch of yards or that's how he, he you know, he keeps – I'm not saying those are bad things to have, but you can't base your offense on that. You need to be able to stand – I mean, it's proven. If you go look at the teams that have won and the guys that have been successful for more than one or two or three seasons, it's the guys that have been able to sit in the pocket or scramble and make throws down the field. It's not – it's not guys or intermediate throws or even short throws, but it's not the guys that have, well, that guy's not open. He's my number. He's my first read. I'm going to scramble or I'm going to roll out or I'm going to run, or I'm just going to run a read. We're, we're going to run a read option offense where, you know, all I got to do is read the defensive end. And if he, if he comes down towards me, I make a pitch. If he doesn't, I just run up the field. I mean, those guys, they don't have a long lifespan and they, and, and if they're exposed as guys that can only do that one thing, that 
they don't have a chance. You know what I mean? Because teams can scheme against that. But teams can't scheme against is what things what, what Baker's doing, some of the things that, that Donald's doing, some of the things that, that Rosen's been able to do. Um, if you can get guys open and you can hit them in stride, or if you can hit guys on the move or make good throws that defenders can't cover, then it doesn't really matter. You can't scheme them against that. That's just you got beat by a better a better I think ball. I think one of the things um, and and I would I would separate. Um, I mean, you specifically singled out guys who rely on their legs yeah. too much. Well, that's but what we're there, talking there, about. So. I, I don't think that's the whole thing. I mean, since you know, there there are guys because I mentioned Cody Kessler, and he's not he's not a runner. No, Hogan. Although Hogan could run, but he is not generally a runner. But they're not throwers of the football. Neither one of them. Yeah, that's 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 kind of that's what I was. That's, I guess that's what I was getting at all along. Is you need a thrower of the football. You need a guy who could throw the football. It doesn't and it doesn't matter. What I'm what I was getting at is if you can't if you can't even if you run and you look good, it doesn't matter because the the most important thing is being able to throw the football and throw it accurately and make good decisions with it. If you can't do those, if you can't do those things, it doesn't matter how good you are running the ball. No matter if you win a couple of games because you can run the ball, or if you make one big throw and 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 that's that's what gets you a win. I mean, that's not gonna that's not the the, the odds of prolonged success with something like that is just it's too it's too small. And I just don't see it as a you know a viable way to 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 build your team around the quarterback. And I, that's why I think those two guys specifically, even though they've put their teams in position to win this year in the long term, unless they change their game around a little bit or, or start to develop as passers more, um, you know, which is why I'm happy to see what, what's happened with Baker. I mean, obviously he was the most advanced guy when he came into this whole, this, this whole draft process and he's continued to grow probably at a, at a faster rate than anybody else. Um, I think, I think the setbacks help people. One of the things uh, uh, that I've read about with uh, chess players is a lot of the time uh, uh, when, when, when as kids they start to play chess, uh, there are some guys and girls who are, you know, talented and they are just, you know, intelligent and, and it comes easier to them than to others. They don't have to work for it initially as much as some others so for others it's uh, the uh, the walls come earlier so they are prepared in a way right and uh, once the kids get older and these uh, more talented kids uh, encounter their first setbacks those who haven't had them before often stop playing altogether struggle with the more yeah i mean that's i think that's it goes for uh, probably just uh, beyond chess that happens in pretty much everything i would think yeah yeah well that that's what i was trying to get at uh, with football uh a lot of it is you know physical talent and then some guys like Ted Pryor, he just i mean i think that up to the point that he got to the pros he was just physically you know, better than everybody else yeah he was coasting on his ability to be, you know, just a freak, and you have you have that a lot in uh, in uh, quarterbacks. You know, look at Allen. I mean, you said you need to be a thrower. I would say 
it's more precise to put it you have to be a good passer because yeah. Allen can throw like motherfucker but he can't quite pass consistently yeah all right. that's fair so anyway uh one of the, uh, another thing that i read which i found interesting was when uh um wilson came out and uh yeah russell wilson and um um, 2012 that was the first year he filed the draft you said yeah and there was a long article on I think NFL.com about him and one of his college coaches said that uh, Wilson used to uh, use flashcards which is uh, you know what a flashcard is sure. right? yep. I mean that's that's a common especially in language learning but in whatever that's a learning tool and the coach said uh so Russell used it to learn his plays. So he would he would test himself if, if how well he knew the plays uh, that he had to know. And um, the coach said that he has never seen anything like that. I mean, seriously, a coach should be a teacher. Never seen someone use flashcards, and that just flabbergasted me. Like you know they. It's it's the same thing with 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 uh, just normal kids, you know. Uh, I mean, I know your wife is a teacher, but one of the things that they don't teach in school, at least here, is they don't teach you how to study, how to learn. So you um, just get the material during class. You get your homework, and you know you're on your own pretty much. And you never you never learn how to learn. This is one of the things that I wanted to talk about like months, years back when I had my own podcast uh, prompted by this uh, um, this Wilson article. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. But anyway. So that you're saying that people aren't taught how to learn. So when somebody comes up with it, I guess your, your thought is when somebody comes up with a new a new method – no, 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 no. What I wanted to get at was, um, I don't think that Wisdom was taught how to use flashcards or whatever. It's just that uh, he encountered setbacks that he couldn't get over with uh, just by using his physical tools, um, which I would say he's, he still has plenty. All of these guys, or most of these guys have plenty of that. But um, since he had some uh, roadblocks earlier, you know, he had to switch schools. What well, he didn't have to switch schools, but he did switch schools. He, I think he went to Wisconsin. Yes, he started he North Carolina go- State and he ended up at Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, and uh, he had to learn a new system and such. So, people who coast especially quarterbacks who coast to the NFL that's that's one thing to worry about uh, if they had setbacks that they had to figure out a ways to overcome it's a lot more difficult I would imagine to figure these ways to overcome these things out in when you are a professional like you have to prepare for the next game you, you can't start figuring out how to um, you know how to uh, 
I don't know, space out your learning or, or how to chunk the uh, playbook for the uh, uh, for the game or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get all that. And uh, it's something we can continue on, uh, but we need to take a quick little break and we'll, uh, we'll be back. We'll pick this up when we get back. So we're back, and I guess uh, where we left off, we're talking about uh, quarterbacks, development, education, learning process. Uh, I guess it's kind of – it's a good segue into something that I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, and that's just the overall evaluation of, of Baker at this point. Um, I know we talk about him at, at nauseum, at, at, but one of the things I guess to, to – it's just – I mean it's, it's really – it's – it's so important to the, the future of this organization that that he be successful and that uh, whoever the head coach is moving forward does everything to make him as successful as possible. Um, the reason that it's it's a good discussion topic is because of the development that we've seen from him this year. Um, it's been, you know, he, sure. He had a few, he had a stretch where he was not good. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I could, you could name the games. Obviously uh, there was a portion of the, the Oakland game, a uh, portion of the, uh, the, the entire Steelers game, the, the Bucks game, uh, which I still think he won rookie of the week for, but he was, he wasn't really good. I mean, there's, there's been a stretch where he hasn't been good. Um, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not heresy to say it. He just that's it is what it is. He was a rookie. Uh, we we should expect that. We should have expected more of it than we actually got. Um, but what what we can be excited about is that the development hasn't been from the pers- you know from this. Well, let's let's scheme him to win. You know, let's do what's easy for him to. He's making complicated reads, complicated throws, and that's what's been so. Uh, you know, he's not asked to do easy things at all. Um, they're not trying to make it where it's easy. They're trying to make it where it's hard for him. Not necessarily hard, but they're they're trying to make it where he actually has to do the things that he's going to have to do in the future to be successful. He's not. He hasn't been playing great because they've made it easy for him. He's playing great because he's playing great. Um, do you agree with that? I guess I would agree more with most of that. Um... You know, uh, I'm not sure that he has been as often bad as 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 you made it seem. But other than that, I I'm in agreement. Plus, uh, you can't talk enough about Baker. Just an incredible combination of everything that a quarterback needs. It's it's. It's freaking un- unbelievable. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, that, that's, that's, you know, this is what we've wanted. This is what we've needed. This is what we've been waiting for. You know, we've needed this guy. We've needed a, a great quarterback and, and we're on our way to having him. You know, he's, he's there now. Yeah. It's, uh, you know how superstitious I am. It, it, sure. it, I have this terrible four boarding that, you know, it seems too good to be true for some reason. 
But uh, this is one time where I I, I kind of let myself be happy with what we have right now, and just looking forward to uh, playing the Bengals. But um, yeah, since we spoke about you know learning and stuff, one of the uh, uh, enduring uh, pictures for me uh, during the scouting process. Uh, about Baker was there was a picture. I think uh, his one of his coaches showed it. Um, the stadium was completely empty except for Baker, who was practicing on his own. You know, nobody saw it. You know, it wasn't for show. He was just you know working on his craft. You know, doing the. Uh, you know, it's. You know, achieving things is whatever it is. No, well, not whatever it is, but achieving things that are worth achieving and are difficult is all about doing the stuff that you really don't want to do. I mean, Muhammad Ali said that he hated every second of training, but he still did it, you know? Because it's necessary. Yeah. And that's it's like school. It's like school. It's like anything else, man. It, you got yeah, to put. What, you got to. You got to put. That's what separates people. Yeah, Those who are willing. Yeah, uh, there, there's a Hungarian saying or quote that I'm not sure if I can translate, but um, um, you can't just eat the cream. You have to eat the rest of the stuff. Uh, as it relates to cakes, you know. So. Basically, not everything is the frosting. Yeah. Although yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like it's like the Oreo. You have to you have to eat the uh, the brown stuff dude, from the, the Oreo cookie, that's or, like the or black. Part, that's the best part, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't, this isn't up for debate. The best part of the Oreo cookie is the cookie part, not the cream part. What? That's yeah, no. crazy. No, it's not. It really isn't. The cookie part of the Oreo is the best part. Well, once I lick the actual good part off, you can have the... Well, I don't want anything that's touched your mouth, ever. Uh, uh, but it's... Uh, you know, I'm I'm so healthy, and so... I I, I don't so, doubt it, but that doesn't, you know... Uh, of course, okay. All right, so... I mean, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly can have it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> on to... On to... Uh, I guess the last two weeks, man. By the what way, you... Kelly, Kelly, is 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 your wife the same way? Does she does she also think that the uh, the non cream stuff is the best part? Uh, you know, of we don't. The Oreo. I don't. We're chips ahoy people, man. We don't. We eat chips ahoy. I don't know. We don't really ever have cookies. I tell you the truth, we don't really. You know, we don't really ever have cookies in the house because I do all the food shopping and I just never buy them. But, you do. You do all the food shopping. Yeah. Yeah. How well, come? It's just an unusual. This, are we going to go right? back to this? This is, you know, see, I guess like this is that whole different cultures thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know, no, right? no. I mean, I mean, my, my dad does it a lot because he's uh, retired now. But my mom, uh, my mom just loves doing the grocery shopping. Really? I mean, I, I actually enjoy it. I don't. It's one of those things I don't I don't hate. Uh Cause I do, I like to cook. So if I, you know, if I'm going to cook, I'd like to buy the stuff to cook or whatever it is. So, you know, it's, 
it's just a, uh, you know, it's a something I don't mind doing. You know, if if I get up early and I can go do it early before the crowds get out there, why the hell not? You know, so I I don't yeah, mind doing sure. it. It's uh, it's kind of a with me and my girlfriend. Uh, I I have uh, I mean both the cards that we have are in, are in my pocket, so that's that's kind of why I'm usually the uh, one who. Uh, does the big shopping? Sure. But you know, and plus my girlfriend is really small, so the big guy has to carry the load. But then we go together. But it's you know food shopping. That's uh, for the most part. I I, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a female thing, you know, because <laughs> every every time I'm sent down, I forget something. I just, oh, so I you make a list. Where the hell are your flashcards? Make a list. Get on that. Even if I make a list, I forget to check it. I leave something. Or uh, I don't buy the right uh, vegetable stuff. Because, I, I, you know, uh, my girlfriend would write something like uh, vegetables for uh, the soup. I'm like, well, what you know. Ones? Which ones do you need? Yeah. and Be specific. And, and they they have these they have these uh, packs uh, for like uh, Hungary is a big soup country, so we would have uh, Aldi, which is like I don't know you guys have Aldi right? No, it's like what is Target. It? It's it's like Target or, or okay, no. Walmart or whatever. So uh, they they have these pre-packaged. Uh, um vegetables specifically for uh the Sunday chicken soup, right? Yeah. And since I have no idea what goes in there, I would buy the that. package. Yeah. So I come home and and they look at it and it's like, what the fuck did you bring home? This is shit. Well I mean, you know, you could ask too, you know, I mean it's you know it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't kill you to ask. What exactly do you need? But uh, don't you know. don't give me solutions. Let just let the women go down and, and buy the girls. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know. I, I, but I mean, if, if it works for you guys, that's 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 great. Kind of works for us. So yeah. Anyways, but I, and I, and to, I guess can we get back to football? <laughs> we are a bit on some tangents today, man. Can we get back to football? Yeah, we can get back to football. But what what, what is there to talk about? Let's let's trash the Bengals. That's it. Let's trash the Bengals. Let's trash you, Jackson. Let's win in two week. Well, in a week from tomorrow in in, uh, in Baltimore. And, oh, we uh, go to Baltimore. I forgot. Yeah. And then you know, let's end the season eight, seven, and one. And then what? Then what? Where do we go from there? What do you think? What do you think about in the off season? Do we add? Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna probably throw some money at a couple of guys. We'll make a decision on as, if, as we should. As Jamie Collins is going to be here. Chris Hubbard is going to be here next year. Um, you know who's going to who's going to be? I would say that probably one of the linebackers is going to go. My 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 thought is that Jamie Collins won't be a Brown next year uh, without a pay cut. Um, I think that uh, yeah yeah Kirk Owen uh, and and uh, Schobert yeah, will l- definitely be here. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, linebacker. Uh, free agent class or whatever it's going to look like mm-hmm. uh, next year. So I'm, I'm not sure what's available in, in free agency. 
But there are some good guys out there uh, in the draft. That's such sure. a loaded cat class when it comes to defense. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, thank God we're not, not looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been killed for saying it. But, uh, and you know what, the Giants may end up with offensive. I honestly think that it's, it's pretty much a lock at this point that uh, Barkley is going to win offensive rookie of the year. Um, I, I, I want Barkley to win it. I, I do too. I mean, I, I was I was one of the first people to say I want him to win because it's just another chip on Baker's shoulder. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I want Baker to be pissed off. Yeah, but I mean, who would and, rather? And it's, a, it's a worthless award anyway. It is. It, it really is. Who would rather? Who would rather? Who would you rather be right now, us or the Giants? I mean, it, it's, us, not, I mean it's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, if we get if we get eighty percent of what Barkley is. From Chubb, which I think we can easily get moving forward, and we get a quarterback. I mean, what the? How could you not feel better about that decision? I mean, it just it, we're in such a better spot than they are. Um, it's it's. It, but you know, the thing that bothers me is 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 not even that uh, you would give the offensive rookie of the year vote to Barkley because I think he's a great player, but to argue that. He is better or more valuable. More valuable, but then again, it's not the most valuable rookie award. But it's still, just yeah, no, I know. Still, I mean, who would you rather have in your offense? Who would you uh, rather have? Period. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know having having Baker on a rookie contract is completely different than having Barkley on a rookie contract. Is you know, he? Is he? Is Barkley that much better than Chubb? No, if, well, that's the if, thing is, if he is better at all, yeah. because I'm not convinced that he's better. Oh, I, I mean, he is an elite. He's been an elite, I, and I've been critical of him. Uh, he's definitely cleaned up some. Again, these are. I, I, he's cleaned up early in the season. He had a lot of the issues that I thought were going to be prevalent with him. He was getting a lot of negative plays, a lot of no gains, and, and he's he's turned that around a little bit. And his numbers definitely reflect having a better season, a bigger season than what I thought he was going to have. And he's been better, especially the last like six weeks, not last week, but the, you know, the six weeks leading up to that. But I mean, even still like to me, having one guy that, that the guy's got to be your quarterback. He just has to be, you can't, you can't win without a quarterback. Uh, and you, you certainly having a great running back doesn't mean that you're going to win. Uh, but having a great quarterback means that you have a pretty good shot to win. So, um, Hey, yeah, no. re- remember that book that I sent you? The uh, defensive the defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you, What do you think about the way that the guy, uh, you know, suggests to set your defense up? Because uh, I think most people will start with the uh, front seven with the line, and then go backwards. But he suggests the exact opposite like find your corners first then your safeties then your linebackers and then your line well i mean obviously didn't even get to that but i would say if i was if i was building a team defensively it's almost you know if you're in the draft you have to depend on you know i think there's i think the three levels of defense obviously people think that the linebackers are probably the least important um but i don't know if that's the case i think it really depends on the players that you have and the players that you're looking to acquire, the players that are there. Um, I think adding 
Miles last year was the right move. Um, I think that if it was a choice between Miles and Ward last year, Miles is the no-brainer player that you have to take. Um, same thing with Randall. I mean, I, I, I think that you have to have pass rush number one. I've, I've, I've always said that the, the, the key to winning right now in the NFL is throwing the ball down the field, rushing the passer. If you can do those two things, you're going to be successful. Um, if you can, if you can make teams be honest in the passing game, it allows you to run the ball. It allows you to do play action, um, which you know, which allows you to do play action. Uh, and if you can rush the passer, you can do all sorts of other things. Um, you know, you don't have to blitz as much. Uh, yeah, you but then have- again, the uh, the uh, the way that I see that uh, his uh, philosophy makes sense is unless you have people that can cover. You won't have time to get to the quarterback, no matter how good uh, your pass rushers are. Oh, you could uh, scheme I'm, around that. You could certainly scheme around that. Uh, I I don't think that you can have a consistently good pass rush. You you can have your spikes here and there, but you you have to be able to cover. You have to be able to. I mean, most. Sex. Do you remember when uh, uh, Miles and Orchard were doing the practice thing? Yeah, I mean that that thing it still blows my mind. By the way, sure. That Orchard has been giving away essentially what the defensive play call was. Yeah, all the way that he was was with us until the moment, maybe maybe even after, but uh, definitely until Miles kind of told him that's not that's not really good you know yeah. having two d- different stances for for the uh, different uh, responsibilities so um he said you we only have two and a half seconds uh that's often not enough man you have to give those guys more time and you you, you clock the uh uh, average time to get a sack, I bet it's a lot more, well, a lot more in terms of, you know, those small time frames, but in those small time frames, it's a lot, it's a lot more than two and a half seconds. Uh, you know, some guys can imp- impact the play in two and a half seconds, but not even the best guys can't. I mean, they're, they're like, what, 30, 40 plays, and if if you get two sacks, you had a good game yeah. in terms of getting sacks, right? And you only won uh, two plays out of what forty-four or whatever. Mm-hmm. If if you make four sacks, you had a really good game, but even then, it's not necessarily because you did good. I mean, just think about the first game. This year against the Steelers, where uh, uh, the younger what uh, brother T. had TJ what I think he had four sacks against us, and I would say those four sacks were more on us than on him being that awesome in terms of pass rushing. So you know what I mean. So yeah, uh, no, sure. 
first first i was incredulous when i read it what the guy suggested but the more that i thought about it the more it made sense uh cover first so give your guys time and then get your uh pass rushers and i would say uh, most people will build it the other way or would build it the other way anyway i just thought that i would discuss it with you that's all right you still still didn't get to that part uh dude honestly it's it's uh it is sitting on my desktop in my now non-office. Uh, I have a copy on my laptop, so I could probably check it out. But I started reading it at work, and uh, I am uh, obviously not reading it at work anymore. Um, but I will—I'm sure I can get through it at some point. I just, you know, it's—you have time right now, right? I have a little bit of time on my hands, but that's okay. Um, speaking of time, uh, I think we are just about up for the day. Uh, I know it was a little bit of a funky show. We didn't really talk tons of football. We did talk a little bit of football. We didn't really focus on the Browns, but uh, I guess it's that time of year where it's, you know, hey, we're still playing kind of meaningful football. It's interesting, at least. Um, we should be really happy about that, and yeah, I think I mean, the offseason is going to be really interesting. It's a holiday. We have some eggnog in us or whatever. Yeah. We you guys actually drink, that? Side drink that stuff over there? Eggnog? Yeah. No, no I, 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 I mentioned it specifically because that's what I got from, like, The Simpsons and Family Guy and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know if – I mean, people drink it here, but I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember the last time I had it. So, I. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, everyone can have their, their little holiday cheer. And, um, you know, here at, uh, here at uh, Dogs by Nature, I guess we all want to say uh, happy holidays to each and all. And uh, – Let's go Browns. Let's 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 beat the Bengals this week. Let's get ourselves to a point where we can uh we can finish the season with a winning record, which would be awesome. Uh I would I, I could not be happier than than if we did that. And uh Yeah, let's have a party and trash them. Let's 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 do that. Anyways, Fourth, it's always good to talk to you, my friend, and uh Same. And uh, we'll we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll wrap up the season, and then uh, we'll start getting ready for our, our couple postseason shows. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show and uh, and, and the network. And uh, you know, I want to before I guess before before I call it the, a day, I want to say uh, specifically thanks to our buddy Easy, who's uh, you know tireless, tirelessly uh, helping out with the production of all these shows and and all these podcasts. Uh, you know. We all break his chops and we all bust his balls, but he's a, he's an all, he's a great dude, and uh, just want to say thanks and uh, you know specifically happy holidays to him and uh, and the whole Easy Clan. So and you are you are really festive today. I am. I am. I'm, I uh, really got into the mood. I did. My tree is up. Uh, my house. Your tree is, is already up. Well, no, it goes up. It should have gone up a lot longer than it did. It went up last weekend, but um, what? Yeah, dude, we put our trees up pretty early here, so that's weird. Yeah, I, 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 we 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 don't even get it out. The uh, I, I anyway, oh. I, I just I just say goodbye. We we can talk about trees when once we're off the air. So I will say thank you again for listening, and hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, go Browns! Go Browns! Oh,
everybody. It's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Vergecast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts, check it out.